Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bat Flips and Maple Dips, coming to you from uh, beautiful Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. My name's Clayton Croker. To my left, we got Justin Anderson. How's she going, bud? Life is pain. All right. Wow, that's how we're going to start this episode. Life is pain. Cool. Uh, Patrick Marsh joining us via Skype from the Maritimes. How's she going, bud? It is going great. I have a question for you, though, Clayton. Uh, I want you to consider this, okay? Imagine yourself... John Tavares. Imagine yourself thinking about what team should I go to in order to succeed in the playoffs finally. I see what and in your mind you think, well, I grew up, I wore Toronto Maple Leafs pajamas until I was 18 or however old he was when he stopped wearing those pajamas. And in his mind he thinks it's a great idea to go to Toronto to play for the Maple Leafs. The very season that he does that, your Toronto Maple Leafs get dumped out of the playoffs again by Boston again in seven games you hang again. Up on real quick. <laughs> Hold on. I thought we were taking the high road with the Leafs. <laughs> I'm today, not but... done yet. And guess who made it to the second round? Your New York Islanders. They had to play Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh was garbage all year. Pittsburgh's on their way down. Yeah. Neville, all I'm Matt saying Murray, is maybe no John Torres has a bit of you know. John maybe Tavares in his mind he's thinking, maybe this wasn't a great idea. What he loses in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think John Tavares cares. He knows he's going to be back next year. And again, like you said, how much mil- how much money? He made, did he he made eleven million dollars this year. He doesn't give a fuck about if he's he's go, he can go spend all that money on golf now. He doesn't give a shit. He can go enjoy the summer. <laughs> he doesn't have to play hockey until June thirtieth now and miss out on the whole summer. Man, the NHL is a joke. And also, Patrick's a Red Wings fan, and they were like the worst team in the NHL. <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't even win the draft lottery. That's how <laughs> <Yeah>. bad they were. <laughs> uh, by the way, today's episode hottest of garbage. Today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by uh, Hershey's Eggies, the mm. uh, cookies and cream flavor. Oh. They're better than mini eggs. Hot take. Uh, remember Shut that? your dirty mouth. Listen. Shut your mouth. You remember, <laughs> listen, do you remember what listening. I said about ham? No. I'm about to get real dark and real angry real quick about this. I'm telling See? you, like two years ago... These eggies weren't even close to being as good as mini eggs because of the outer shell. The outer shell was thicker than mini eggs. The regular ones aren't very good. Mini eggs had like the like little thin candy coating, and eggies had like the super thick one. Eggies now, I think it's only for the cookies and cream kind though. They have cookies and cream filling with the mini egg outer shell. They're delightful. They're better than mini eggs. Hot take of the week. Go buy a bag. Which uh, which company makes eggies? Hershey's. Hershey's. Yes. Mini eggs okay. is Cadbury. See, I do like Hershey's chocolate. I'm exactly. Not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge cookies and cream guy, but I'll give them a go. Oh, man, like, it's like a it's like a mix of chocolate and cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. They're perfect. I'm telling you, like everyone's obsessed with mini eggs for a good reason. Like mini eggs are great, and it's not like these things blow it out of the water. Like remember our whole uh, yeah. PC white cheddar mac yeah. and cheese versus oh, yeah. KD thing. That was a blown out of water kind of thing. <laughs> this is close, but I'm telling you, the eggies, cookies and cream, buy them. They're not paying us to say this. Maybe once they hear this, <laughs> sure. they will, and we'll make some money off this finally. But uh, I'm telling you, Eggies, Cookies, and Cream. Not the original Eggies. Those are still garbage. Or Eggies, Cookies, and Cream. Get them. Okay. But, Patrick, go on. Whatever. I'm wrong, apparently. No. No. Actually, I had to say, I've listened to what you had to say here, and I'm, I'll go buy a bag, and I'll report back. They're delightful. Maybe I, you're, maybe I'm on you're bag right. three. Is that something you're happy about? Yeah. Damn right <laughs> I'm happy right about now? it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, ladies. I've What's had up? three bags of 
Eggies. If I was on Tinder, that would be in my profile. I have eaten three bags of eggies in about five days. They're just so good. Like they're like they're not as heavy as mini eggs either. They're kind of light, so you can eat more of them, which is probably like a great idea by their egg scientists or whatever. Just throwing it out there, guys. They're our sponsor for the episode. Show a little gratitude. Hey, I've never had them. I can't knock them. You guys have never tried the sponsored product. We're going to get dropped so hard. Um, you guys just want to talk about Avengers and Game of Thrones before we talk baseball, don't you? Patrick does. I, I'll I'll chime in if if necessary. Patrick, Avengers Endgame. Like, are are you are are you even sleeping at night? You're so excited, or I'm actually counting the days. Like yesterday, uh, I I said to Sarah, I was like four more sleeps, and tonight it's three more sleeps, and really like today is pretty much tonight, and I might as well be going to bed like the minute this podcast is done. So that's like it's practically done. All I have to do is close my eyes. So we're at two sleeps. And you guys, right? you guys both eat Until tickets, Avengers. Right? I'm going on Friday. Yeah. I'll be seeing it in 49 hours and 45 minutes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I will boy. be seeing it Saturday at 3 p.m. my time. I'm going to so... totally, I just, you know, Han Solo dies. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was like, what? He, it's, it's a Star Wars mix? I'm not a superhero movie, guys. Give me a break. Jeez. Their marketing ploy, though, with uh, Paul Rudd. Did you guys see that? Yeah. They can't show a sneak peek of the movie, but they showed a sneak peek of Paul Rudd watching a sneak peek. Yeah. That was, that's good stuff right yeah. there. It's uh, good Paul, stuff. Paul Rudd's a good dude. Yeah. Let's get to some uh, baseball, shall we? Let's talk yeah. about some Jays. Um, first of all, as we're recording this right now, it is uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. bobblehead day uh, at the Jays game. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is not on the Jays right now, and yet we're still doing a bobblehead day for him. Why couldn't they just wait until he got called back up? Because he's going to get well, called back up. The thing is, when people see that the promotions, they buy tickets for those days. That's true, and it's already scheduled, I guess, yeah. But can you be not pretty, send out like an email like a week be before? That pretty shitty. Like, what if somebody's in Toronto from out of town, and they're only there for like two games, and they don't get a bobblehead, right? I guess so, but like, is anyone like making the trek down specifically you know they for should do? Lord Esquiriel? They should send an email out apologizing for Lord Esquiriel's ability to not field, or inability to field. That's well, on him. Guriel should have to send that email. Yeah, it's personal. his fault. They should have, they should have had a message on the jumbo travel for the game of him apologizing to everybody for not being able to throw a ball the first day. It's just base. so ridiculous that it's a bobblehead day and he's not even with the yeah, team. Well, like, at least he's still in the organization. I, yeah, that's true. Again, yeah, <laughs> but like, call him up for a day or he's something. five hours away in Buffalo. Yeah, call him up for a I day. I actually were in Syracuse Something. Um, Vladdy Watch 2019. Um, yeah. I'm Friday. Sad. It's not going to happen Friday. Gonna happen Friday. I think it's going to happen next Tuesday. That's fine with me. Yeah, and you're going to <laughs> see there. the Angels J series, obviously. Yeah. But um, Patrick, when do you think Vladdy Jr.? What's the day? I'm saying next Tuesday. You're saying Friday. Patrick, as as much as I would love it if it was like May seventh or something like that, just just to fuck over Justin. You're just all over me today. I don't like you very yeah, much right now. I, I know. I'm like I'm just like I, I came in a wrecking ball tonight. Spicy. I, I'm had a, right. I had a bad day and this guy's just piling it on. Unbelievable. Just shitting all over it. No, but really, uh, he's going to be up Friday. So mark it on your calendar. Throw on some Rebecca Black because it's going to be Friday. Not going to be Friday. I think we. I think that one reporter jinxed it. Who was it that reported oh, that Vladdy like, was going to be up on some Tuesday? Spanish dude. Someone know, jinxed it. Hector somebody. Yeah, but he did hit. That guy's already guessed like six times, though. He was like, "Oh, it's gonna be Tuesday." And oh, then, now like, it's Friday. And then Bob Nightingale said uh, Wednesday, and here we are. <laughs> he hit an opposite field uh, home run today, though. 
Yeah. Like, he is mashing was, the ball. It was, I don't know if you saw the video of it, but it was like they did, the camera didn't even know where the ball went. Like the fielders just turned and watched it go. Oh. So like every single Vladdy Jr. Yeah, home run basically. ever. And they're just like, well, that's gone. That's the thing I love about him. Just as soon as you hear it off the bat, oh boy, that's a home run. So yeah. Vladdy's still in the minors. Um, while we're talking about the minor leagues, Bo Bichette's going to miss like... Six to eight. I'm guessing least. it's going to be more like eight with a broken hand. Um, it's a broken... It's the bone that is right at the base of your index finger. So um, and as a, a batter, if you can't grip a bat... Yeah. You can't... You're throw. You can't throw you can't do nothing like he can that's his fielding hand mm-hmm. right so getting tough. getting beamed in the hand by the way like is the worst place to get beamed i've been hit by as an umpire foul balls i pitches mm-hmm. in the hand and top of the foot it doesn't feel very good well it's also because you're holding the bat yeah. so there's no give there's so no the give. ball hit like usually if, you, if the ball hits you in like the arm it, you get a little bit of give it yeah. can kind of it can kind of soften the blow a little bit with the hand there it's just a hard surface and it just it just jams oh it. man it just yeah, it not good. Much, yeah, um, do you think this is going to affect him at all, though, Patrick? Like, do you think he's going to come back? He's going to need some time to get back into a groove, or is he a kind of player that can come back from injury and just it's like he never missed time? I'd actually like to know what you what you have to say, Clayton, because you're a much bigger fan of Bo Bichette, and I I just want to know your your thoughts first. It's not like it's a a knee thing or an ankle thing or a hip thing or a back thing where it would affect a swing, it's his hand. Mm-hmm. So, again, it affects the grip on his bat, but it's not like it's like, a, oh, my my leg, I can't get as much power into it. It's his hand. Yeah. So, again, as long as he's not coming back too early, I think it would be okay. But if he rushes it and he comes back and he's not gripping the bat as hard as he, as he should and he's not putting everything behind it, you know, he's just a little, like... What's the word? Cautious at the plate. I don't think that's good. So give him a lot of time to recover from it. This is minor league year, so whatever. Yeah. You know, if he misses some time, just make sure he's healthy and he's good. I think it would take him like a couple days just to, because you're always kind of shell shocked when that happens. You get back to the plate for the first time after you get beamed, and you're like, oh man, don't happen again. So maybe the first couple games might be a bit iffy. After that, he'll be fine. Um, yeah, I think like long term, it's not going to be an issue. Obviously, no. But it, this this season may be a tough season for Bo, depending because if he misses two months. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of time to miss, right? Yeah. Even if a AAA season. So he'll, he'll obviously he'll probably spend some time in Florida to rehab with Dunedin when he starts playing again then before they bring him back up to AAA. But mm-hmm. we might not see Bo get a AAA until August. I don't I don't know. Like I'm con- I'm confused because like I I didn't actually see the injuries, so I don't know. Like was was he beamed or yes. what? How did he break it he exactly? Was, he got hit by like, a pitch what? when he was yeah. batting and just in his left hand. Just. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes me a little bit worried because, like, what Clayton said about him being a bit, like, gun-shy about getting, either. you know, getting back in the box. Like what and I do Stanton think it'll take, like, the, the upper limit. Like, when Stanton oh, got his... hit in the face and he had to put on that little face mask thing that he wears all the time now, yeah. he was real gun-shy about going into the plate for a while. But he put that thing on his face, now he's fine. I don't think it's going to happen to Bo Bichette long-term like it affected Stanton. But again, the first couple games, it might be like, oh, crap, it's anything inside, he's going to be a little jumpy, I think. But other than that, I mean, it it's just a hand. It won't matter. But he's like one of the many Jays that are hurt right now. <laughs> Let's just go through the list here, yeah. shall we? Uh, Matt Shoemaker, that was... That, that was a kick in the dick. That really sucks. He was great this year. and He's our I, best pitcher. I was thinking he was going to be disappointing. Like another kind of taking a flyer on a pitcher, classic Jays move. But he, I mean, he proved me wrong. And he was awesome for the Jays. And now... Oh, that sucks. Um, again, Freddie Galvis, he's also day-to-day. Might uh, go on the 10-day. Ryan Barucki, 60-day until... So he's gone to, like, what, May 27th? Clayton, the earliest. <laughs> Clayton Richard, he is also hurt. David Phelps is hurt. John Axford is hurt. Jonathan Davis is hurt. Devin Travis is hurt. 
Dalton Pompey is hurt. Yeah. Everyone is hurt. This is like this usually happens a little bit later on in the year, but Justin, does this worry you a little bit that our team's getting a little a little more injured than other teams? Well, obviously, some big ones. Obviously, the shoemaker injury is big. The Baraki injury really put our rotation behind the eight ball to start the year. The fact that Phelps is throwing another bullpen on Friday and that Richard is going to be throwing this weekend, those guys are close. Um, and Davis is playing again. Like we, The Jays activated and then immediately optioned him to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So he's back as, as normal. But like Devin Travis still isn't running. John Axford isn't throwing yet, and Ryan Barucki is nowhere near. So I think th- those are the big ones for sure. Axford and, and Barucki, they were two guys that contributed to us last year. So mm-hmm. not having that guy, those guys is hurting us. But I mean, Phelps is close. Richard should be close, and we we need some rotation help now that um, Shoemaker's out and Sanchez is dealing with finger issues, even though he's supposed to make his next start. So mm-hmm. are the injuries worrying you, Patrick, at all? Like, do you think this is going to keep going? We're gonna we're going to be that team that gets injured all year? Or do you think this is just temporary? Uh, I think it's just temporary. I mean, some of these are minor, like Freddie Galvis. Uh, won't, you know, he'll be back before we know it. I think, I want to say, I was really critical of Matt Shoemaker during spring training because I just didn't see what I was hoping for out of him. But Justin called it way back in, I think it was February, when he was signed. This was a good signing, and Shoemaker, until he got hurt, was pitching really, really well. And we could have been a 500 team with him in the lineup, but now we're not. So I don't think we were ever a 500 team. I don't think we could be a 500 (laughs) team with, like, five Matt Shoemakers in our rotation right now. Maybe if we had the Yankees injured list as our active roster, we'd be a 500 team. Yeah, you know who else we (laughs) forgot in this injury list? Um, Aaron Sanchez. He's not on the injured list. But he still hurt his finger again. He's, he's fine. He's making his next start. I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. I mean, he's making his next start. But again, this is what happened the last time he had his finger thing. He's like, you know what? I'll kind of try and battle through it here, guys. And it kept getting worse, and it kept getting worse. Yeah. Classic Aaron Sanchez. I don't know. I think we should have traded him when, when he had value. I don't, man, I don't know. I'm worried about that, guys. I'm more worried about that than any other injury that I'm we have. I'm worried about it. You guys I, you guys kind of think it's flying under the radar. I'm a little worried about that Aaron Sanchez fingernail. When that came up on my Twitter, I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, are, are you with Justin here, Patrick? Like, are you not worried about Sanchez? Oh, I'm so tired of talking about Aaron Sanchez and his fucking fingers. I, I, I'm with you, Clayton. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm concerned. It just keeps happening. Like, it, it's not going to change yeah. the way he throws because that's how we got to the major leagues. But it's it's just one of those things where uh, you don't see it too often with like, – you see it with some other pitchers, but it's just the way that he spins the ball. That, that fingernail is just taking a beating. But I don't know. Was it him that got part of his fingernail removed last year? Yep. He had that surgery? Yep. It yeah. didn't yep. really work then. That's that's a little concerning. Uh, that was all a lot of time for nothing. Um do we get to this bullying thing with Dalton Pompey? Yeah, you guys want to talk about this? this? Yeah? yeah, Dalton Pompey, uh, according to reports, was like bullied by the Jays in the clubhouse like from 2015, 2016, 2017, basically the entire time. Um, you guys read the article. Let's start with you, Patrick. What do you think? Or let's start with you, Justin. We started with Patrick last time. Justin, what do you think about this whole bullying thing with Dalton? I'm surprised that it's only surfacing now. Um, and I mean, Stephen Brent like briefly mentioned he was on a podcast last week. And like briefly, briefly, just like a couple of quotes that almost got missed, and a couple of people picked up on it and did some digging and mm-hmm. found some more stuff. Um, 
it's a little bit concerning. I mean, obviously, those were the years that the Blue Jays were winning, um, and we know that most of the guys who are on those teams are no longer here, so mm-hmm. it's tough to say who who was doing the bullying, if anyone was doing the bullying, and if those guys are still around. And I mean, uh, remember what Kevin Pillar said a couple weeks ago when he got yeah. traded about the clubhouse and how the, the culture was different in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you wonder if, there's a, if there wasn't something going on back in those years that maybe this could be something serious that was to be happening to other people too who knows there were a lot of big personalities on those teams yeah. you had Tulowitzki, you had batista donaldson. you had edwin you had donaldson david price for a while mm-hmm. stroman was just coming up and starting to get his stardom going there were a lot of big personalities on that team even marco estrada you know he's kind of a not like outspoken guy but he had the spotlight shown on him quite a bit mm-hmm. um you had osuna and russell he was getting martin. up to no good russell martin i mean there's a lot of star power on that team, and I think when there is a lot of star power and you're doing pretty well and people start getting arrogant, they start saying things that they shouldn't. I was reading the article, and I just, does it, like, were they making fun of him because he had it, so many concussions? It doesn't really say. It just says he was bullied. That's uh, what I kind of got from the article, that they were making fun of him because he kept getting conky. Yeah, I don't and it was know. like, that's greasy to do that. But, like... Maybe Dalton Pompey is a weird dude. Maybe he's in, maybe he likes some weird stuff, and mm-hmm. people just didn't. People just pick on people because they're different. I don't you, know. You it's... can't pick on the weird dude though. Like, yeah. The weird dudes are always the best dudes. Yeah, so, like, exactly. come on. I don't know. It's it's, it's tough to say. I don't want. We can't really speculate too much. But it is an interesting news piece. Yeah, Patrick, are you reading anything into this with this uh, clubhouse bullying situation? I don't think it's a surprise at all. If you look at the players that we had, you know, at when we were at our absolute peak. Um, I'm not going to name names because a lot of what's in the the article and what's come out has been pretty unsubstantiated, but I'm kind of surprised to say I'm going to back off of Kevin Pillar for once when it comes to (laughs) what he had to say because it kind of makes sense given we're hearing a little bit about Pompeii and it's kind of gross. It's kind of gross to hear that players that we've spent the last few seasons idolizing as they were dealt uh, we're we're doing this to another player. I think this is extremely common in baseball. I don't think Dalton Pompey is a unique case by any means, but it sucks because it's definitely had a negative impact on his career because he really hasn't found he had those bad injuries, right? I mean, if you think about it, he was pretty good in the playoffs. That was, what, 2015? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, how do you... hard for us to measure it, and again, a lot of this is unsubstantiated, but there's a couple of personalities that we've had on this team as recently as last year, and it wouldn't surprise me to hear that they were bulldozing over players in, uh, figuratively speaking, in the clubhouse. I am mad that you guys keep going back and forth on Kevin Pillar. I'm not... Two days ago, you guys in the group chat were like, oh, we're going to roast Kevin Pillar. I hope no one gives him a standing ovation when I didn't he returns. Say that. That was I hope no one cheers for him. <laughs> oh, and then today, I'm going to backtrack a little bit on Kevin That's Pillar. Here. Maybe he was on to That's something. That's the guy you know? in Nova This is garbage. I don't care if you hate him or you love him. You got to stick to your guns. You hate Kevin Pillar, you love him. You can't keep flipping back and forth on my boy. And I'm by the way, he did get a standing ovation when he yeah. came back to the plate, and another one when he went out to the field. Kevin Pillar, I know it's hard for you guys to believe. People like Kevin Pillar. I know people like him. I'm, I'm, it's not hard for me to believe. 
It's hard for he, you to like. It's hard for me to like. I just don't like Kevin Pillar. I don't think he's a good ball player. <laughs> he is a good ball player. He's in the major leagues. Yeah. He's great. Wow. Good for Kevin. And he There's has an difference RBI. between good and great. Mike Trout is great. But Kevin you know Pillar that it, might be good. You know that a guy. <laughs> you know that a guy though um, really had an impact on the yeah. fan base and the franchise when he gets a hit and an RBI and he to was put a, the team down and the and the, the crowd cheers. I've never said I don't like Kevin Pillar as a person. I've always criticized his baseball abilities. Those are the same things. No, he, the stuff that he did. The stuff he. I know. Yeah, I know the stuff he did with Jay's care and that kind of thing. And his wife was a big part of that. Like that was that's all great stuff, and I can't belittle him for that. It's just the fact that he's not a great baseball player. He's a good baseball player. Patrick, you have he's to not, eat you have to eat your, you have to eat your words when it comes to Kevin Pillar. <laughs> Look, I thought I thought what the crowd reaction was incredible. I I don't care for Kevin Pillar. I have been way too critical of Kevin Pillar. I can be both of those things and not be, you know, walking the tightrope. I don't think he's a great ball player. I think he's super overrated, but he has said some things in the media recently that are starting to make more sense than what they did when he said them. And he doesn't exactly have a good track record of choosing his words carefully. Um, I, I'm not going to dredge anything up in particular because you, know, you guys know what I'm talking about. But I, I, he deserves the credit that he got from the crowd. And the fact that a player like him who will be 100% forgotten in a year or two it's incredible to see the reception that he got. I'm going to miss him. I still do. I still kind of wish Kevin Pillar played for us. It would have been nice to just have him play, like, one full season. It was weird that he played, like, what, one, two games this year, and then we traded him? should have just traded him before the season started. Like, just... Well, why don't you marry him then? Jeez. I, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Okay. <laughs> if he would have me, I would totally marry Kevin Pillar. He's got millions of dollars. He's got a couple of houses. It'd be a nice life. Me and Kevin could have, you know, maybe retire out to yeah. an anchorage or something like that. Get a couple dogs. Me and Kevin could have a pretty good life. Okay. You have this planned out. These are some very specific, like hard plans you've made. Yeah, I've thought Clayton about it. Before. Does pinch, Kevin Pilar know this? Board. I've thought about it before. Me and Kevin spending our lives together. We can maybe just like that could be like a TV show. Me and Kevin, and have a little Clay, documentary Clay, on Clay, Amy. Clay and Kev. Yeah, Clay and Kev. Never call me Clay. I hate getting oh, called perfect. Clay. It sucks. You hear that, Patrick? <laughs> um, no, I'm not doing that. I, that make would, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I didn't make fun of your Leafs. Yeah, so, well, oh, now you don't want to hurt feelings, I'm Patrick. I'm sorry. Who lost to the flame? Who lost? Who beat the Flames in five games? The Avalanche. Yeah. Patrick keeps flip flopping. He hurt your feelings at the start. Now he doesn't want to yeah. hurt feelings. He's flip flopper. Patrick's a flip flopper. Flip flopper. No, he's, he's on the hype train. He's like, off I'm the hype train. He's back on again. Sending people to the moon. <laughs> the sun. Wherever he's sending them. <laughs> I went. I went way too hard at the start of this episode. So I need to do some back tracking to kind of dial it back i came in real hot patrick's one of those guys who like hits the highway at 120 Mm -hmm. and then backs her off the 90 and cruises (laughs) i I just got him right you guys you guys watch brooklyn 99 hey oh yeah the uh captain whole thing backtracking the buffoon's apology (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't backtracking it was something else but the buffoonery continues that's what it reminded me of uh, I guess we should talk about um, the week that was in Jays land because yeah, we, we swept the A's. We always seem to play good against Oakland. I don't know what it is, but we, we always seem to play well against the A's. Decent enough. And the A's are a pretty good ball team this year. They are okay. That whole Chris Davis batting 247, which, by the way, he's at 247 again right now. It's freaky as hell. It's freaky. Like, this is it's never. Eerie. Do you remember opening before. day when he hit the home run at 247 yeah, p.m.? Like, yeah. just nuts. Um, Marcus Stroman, by the way, looked great in that game. Uh, 
it was game dynamite. one there. He was fantastic, keeping the ball low. Last year, the ball was sailing on him a little bit during times. He'd have one start that was good, two that were bad. Every one of his starts so far this year have been pretty solid. He's gotten zero run support. You can argue that has he had a bad start this year, Patrick? Nope, he has not. He's been solid. Right, real solid. Real so the good. question is, do we trade Marcus Stroman at the height of his value right now? Or do we keep him no. and put him as a piece? Keep him. We can't afford we what are we gonna do? Have like pull the old Tampa deal that they did last year where they had Blake Snell and then nobody else? Yeah, but we could also trade him for like trade Stroman for three good pitching prospects and be like, hey, we might get two pitchers out of the one guy that we got, because we are really, really shallow when it comes to pitching depth. But that's one thing I was kind of thinking of, like, like, cause again, our batting players, our batting players, I don't know, our positional players, uh, we got a lot of talent and depth when it comes to that. We're a little short on pitching talent, so maybe we trade them for a bunch of pitching prospects. I don't, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to do that. I'm just bringing it up. I don't know, Justin. Yeah, I, I like keeping the guy. I think so too. I'm just bringing it up for the sake of good podcasting. So, quit judging me, everybody. I'm not judging you. Quit judging me. I can. Sense it in your eyes. I'm typing away. I'm getting the, Sense it in your eyes. I'm getting the most recent loss into the sheet here as we, as we go. Uh, again, Shoemaker tears his ACL <laughs> in game two. We won 10-1, to one and Gaviglio looked good in relief, but yeah, that, that torn ACL, that was a tough one. Um, that was a real boot in the berries. Rowdy Telez went yard in that game. Um, Rowdy also went yard in the Giants game, that grand slam, of course, in game one of that one. Rowdy Telez. Are you shocked at, at, at the season he's been having so far? It's been very up up and down and up. Mm-hmm. That's some really big swoops. Did you expect him to kind of be consistent, though, or did no. you expect him to be kind of up and down player? He's not playing every day, so it's tough for him to stay consistent. I mean, Justin smokes every yeah. day first baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, Rowdy has DH'd some and played a little bit of first base, but he's been given off days, too, because he had to work in our outfielders. Like, we've got Gritch, T.O., McKinney, Brito now. Yeah. We've got to get into the rotation. So it's it's been tough, and, I mean, it's going to get even tougher once – Thick, juicy boy gets up mm-hmm. to, to the big leagues. I don't um, think Rowdy's going to play too much when Vladdy's here. It's going to be tough to work Rowdy in. I think the guys who are going to lose playing time, obviously, will be Alan Hansen and Socrates Brito. Mm-hmm. Um, and Galvis may hit the IL to free up that spot for Vladdy. Yeah. Let's see what, see what happens with that. The Jays will have some ro- roster moves in the next couple of days for sure as things get tinkered around. Might see some pitchers move up and down. We'll see what happens, but... With Trent Thornton struggling again, it'll be it'll be tough to see what happens here. It's gonna be, it's gonna be some moves in this in before our next game on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rowdy Telez, his season so far, what would you uh, grade it, Patrick? Uh, oh God, and it has to be like an A or an A plus. Even if he's been inconsistent, the guy is still super young. And remember that he is replacing Kendris Morales basically as like a, a DH slash first baseman when he's needed. So like. Look at look at what he has been able to accomplish. I think he deserves a lot more credit than than what we've been giving him. And I mean, who doesn't love grand slams? You have to be a real jerk a real not monster. to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's only struck out four times this year. 
pretty good. Rowdy struck out more than four times. That was um, the last of the uh, It's only okay. Four that, in the that's last what I was week. looking at because I was like, hey, these numbers don't add up. I was like, four times only. That's, that's only this wild. week. He had, a, he had a good week. Last week he struck out nine times. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I was looking. I was like, man, his stats this year are lightning. Yeah. Like next wow. episode, we'll look at our April numbers. We'll yeah. be able to go back for a month and see what everybody's been up to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we uh, we swept the ace. Good for us. Um, that's two series wins in a row for the Jays. And we quickly turned it around. And then we quickly lose to the Giants <laughs> because of Patrick Marsh again. I'm going to go into our group chat. You guys just go off on it, though, so I can't f- go back to it. I'll, but I, I remember what he said. Patrick just <laughs> jinxed us hard. Oh, they're the Giants. They're junk. We got this. And we lose the first two games of the series. Patrick, what do you have to say for yourself? Thing. I just I need to eat some shit, I guess. Like, this is ridiculous. I, seriously, the Giants are not a good baseball team. I know that we're not a, base, a good baseball team either. But we're definitely better than the Giants, although we just lost both games to them, and mm-hmm. now we're hitting the or no, now Oakland's coming to town, so maybe we'll bounce back and we'll win those games. But what are we, eleven and fourteen or something like that? Yeah, that sounds right. Record now, mm-hmm. eleven and fourteen. Yeah. Fuck, that. come on, guys. We'll we'll take three. We'll sweep the A's again. They're they're nothing. Sweeping the A's like in two out of three series would be sweet. But I'm worried that we got two hits today. Who is pitching for the Giants today? I have no idea. <laughs> That's still nobody. Bad. Like, yeah, nobody they, that matters. Like they don't have Bumgarner. Like they don't really have a lot of good arms yeah. there. So we got two hits on them. That's not a good. It's not a good sign oh, right there. Oh, it was uh, Drew Pomgrantz. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's actually not that but bad. He's not very good. He's not very good. But he's at least he's not some like rookie or something no, like that. It at least it wasn't. It wasn't a random. Uh-huh, it wasn't a random. It was at least he's got some kind of name <laughs> behind him. But two hits, that's not great. I mean, even that game one, you take away Rowdy's grand slam, kind of struggled at the plate. Um, I think we all know that this team's going to struggle at the plate because we don't have a lot of big names when it comes to hitters until big boy comes up. (laughs) But um, does that worry me a little bit? I mean, we go from hitting the ball great in one series to not hitting the ball great the next series. What's the secret to being consistent for the Jays? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, that's a tough question. Baseball comes in <laughs> waves. I mean, right? Like we we see every week that we do this. Who's hot? Who's not? And we have guys who move between the two lists in a given week. One guy will be hot one week and not the next. It's just baseball is a game. Of, it's like basketball. You always see teams going, "Oh, it's an eleven zero run," and the mm-hmm. other team will come back and go on a nine zero run. It's just it's a game of momentum. Like if one person's hitting, it makes it easier for the next guy to hit. Mm-hmm. We saw that in Oakland. Everybody was hitting well, mm-hmm. and they came back for these two Giants games and. They struggled to get hits. I mean, last night they had some hits, but they were all late in the game when they were down 7-1. to Yeah. And it was a little bit too little too late kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and then today we got two hits, obviously. So, um, from Sogard and Teoscar Hernandez got, the, got a hit apiece, and that was it. Good for them. Good for them. Let's get to who's hot, who's not, yeah. shall we? Um, Justin Smoke had a hell of a week. He had a great week. Like, seven RBIs, three home runs. This is why we uh, pay him the big bucks right here. He's hitting three seventy five. I, the thing is about Justin Smoke, again, like you said, he comes in waves. He is a wavy player. Oh, yeah. He's a wave baby, according to the... Oh, who's saying that? Wave babies. Was it Honeymoon Suite? That might be it. It's Honeymoon Suite that sings wave babies. Oh. Yeah, that's Justin Smoke. He's a wave baby. So keep riding that wave. Rowdy Telez was great. Um, Danny Jansen, Freddie Galvis, Gritch Daddy had an okay week. Not great. Yep, but uh, in your guys' minds, top three batters for the Jays this past week. This Patrick, past let's start week. with you. Ooh. Uh, I would say definitely uh, Justin Smoke mm-hmm. uh, as number one, uh, and I don't think anybody else is really close. 
distantly a number two, Rowdy deserves credit. I get it that four of his RBIs came off of a Grand Slam, but again, who doesn't like Grand Slams? Who? <laughs> Nobody. Everyone loves Grand Slams. Let's not talk about it anymore. Free Let's talk about Eric Sogard. Huh. Eric Sogard gets called up out of nowhere, and he's hitting what? He's hitting 333. His OBP is 391. The dude is... He's doing everything he needs to do to stay up on the club. He's also drawn some walks, which yeah. a lot of Jays haven't been doing the last week. Well, and the I got a bone too. to pick with, with them. Yeah. Um, for me, I was going to say Sogard would be my number one just because a, a good call-up Major League veteran. Obviously, he played in Oakland for a long time, so he's probably pretty comfortable hitting in that ballpark, mm-hmm. which is smarter than to bring him up for that series. Uh, Smokey's yeah. up there, too. And Billy McKinney had a great week. Yeah, that's what I was gonna I say. Give some props to Billy McKinney. Yeah, this week he's been he was he was pretty mediocre for most of the most of the month so far, but he really picked it up this week. And I hope that's hope we see something similar to this more often from McKinney. Mm-hmm. So I liked what I saw from him this week. He was sticking with the ball. He hit some pitches the other way. I liked it. Brandon Jury too. He yeah, had two Jury, dingers, Jury three RBIs, hit three hundred four. Yeah. Still though, Freddie Galvis continues to just impress me. I know that it wasn't like eye popping numbers. He hit two sixty one this week. Struck out four times. Didn't really get like RBIs or anything like that. But again, like he got hurt too. He did get hurt, but he just continues to be like so solid at the plate. He's not a wave baby. He's been playing pretty. Pretty steady baseball. There was that, well, again, two weeks ago he had a little bit of a rough week. But he comes back and says, no, you know what? I'm not going to be in a long-term drought. I figured it out. It's Freddie Galvis guy. we gotta, we got to find a way to keep him next year. I know that he's probably going to be moved because of Bo Bichette and our great infielders that we have coming up. But Maybe not now if Bo's not. Nah, exactly. If Bo has a, a struggles in AAA. We'll but see what I, happens. I think that Freddie Galvis could have been like a diamond in the rough kind of signing. No one really knew who so he, he was. He's a good major league vet. Well, he's a good vet. But, I mean, like he was in San Diego last year, which is where... That is like the Bermuda Triangle in baseball. Not anymore. Not anymore now that Manny Machado, <laughs> but like for the past, what, 15 yeah. years or whenever Tony Gwynn retired from the Padres, they've just been a dumpster fire, but good for Freddie Galvis. Randall Gritchick has been a little bit wavy as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Gritch Daddy's That's, season so far? He's been pretty streaky. He's always been streaky for us. Very true. But I mean, he's solid enough. Mm-hmm. You can rely on him to come up with a hit when you need it. That's you, the big thing. What about Gritch Daddy? What do you think about his season so far, Patrick? I'm a, I'm about to call out three players that uh, made me mad this week. Okay. Freddie Galvis, Randall Gritchuk, Teoscar Hernandez. Do you know between the three of them how many walks they had? Yeah, I'm looking, Two. At, I'm looking at it. <laughs> and it's Teoscar Hernandez had both, which means that two guys who are supposed to have good eyes didn't draw... A single walk in a week. And I get it. Freddie got hurt, but he still had 23 at-bats before he got hurt. And, yeah, 261 is fine. But, guys, you can't score runs if you don't get on base. And Mm. guess what happened yesterday? That was a huge problem. We didn't get on base enough. And guess what happened today? We didn't get on base enough. Mm -hmm. This is a problem. You can't – and we got to call out Teoscar Hernandez, too. I mean – as great as it was that he had a solo shot this week, you know, he he went, what, three for 20? That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a real big problem. That's a serious problem. Like, we're, we don't have the outfield depth right now to be able to yank him out of the lineup. We need, we need his power. We can't afford not to have his power in the lineup. And if he's going to go out there and, you know, be a shithead at the plate, 
we're going to run out of reasons to put him out there. Speaking I have the same problem, too. Like, I'm upset with Grichuk, too. Zero walks and nine strikeouts. That's bad. You got to get on base. At least he had six hits, though. Like, at he least did. Grichuk Daddy will strike out, but at least he'll at least come up with a big hit once in a while or a big home run or something like that. T. Oscar hasn't been doing that. So at least Grichuk's average has been better, and at least he's making con- – like, again, he is striking out quite a bit, and he isn't walking, but at least he is getting a hit once in a while. And they do seem to be timely hits. But, again, I'm not trying to defend Grichuk. He had a pretty pretty rough week, and sometimes he is streaky, but at least he does get a hit once in a while, and a big hit. But they're getting caught in the trap of not being patient at the plate. They're going out there looking to, like, I need to hit this ball 450 feet, uh, otherwise it makes no difference what I do. And I think that that mentality is is a trap. It's a bad thing to do, especially when your team has had to rely on small ball to dig themselves out of this like tremendous hole that they were in. They were five and eleven at one point. Now they're eleven and fourteen, which is good. Like it shows tremendous improvement. But you can't be up there swinging for the fences every at bat. You got to take your time. You got to dig the long ball, man. You got to get the girls. You got to put the girls (sighs) first and the team second. Everyone knows that. (laughs) <laughs> nothing hey guys nothing wow. crickets i'm just thinking about how we're, we're, we're 11 and 14 now and we'll be 64 and 98 by the end of the year at this point crickets from my <laughs> girls dig the long ball joke you guys have man did, what is going on with you two like at least yeah. a pity laugh or something huh you guys didn't want to debate the mini eggs eggies thing i thought that was going to be a fire topic uh, it's hard to debate when you've never had it's mini eggs, though. People are very passionate oh, about I mini like eggs. Them. I thought they you guys are, were just going to be... Mini eggs are great, I, but... I thought you guys were going to be like, that's preposterous. Nothing can beat mini eggs. And I was going to bring well, some in for next episode. And You added in the choir that we weren't talking about regular eggies, which is basically like eating a little rabbit turd. Yeah, regular eggies are shit. You were talking... Yeah, you're talking about cookies and cream eggies. And as soon as I hear the words cookies and cream together, Mm -hmm. I'm all in. I'm interested. I'm engaged. It's not the cookies and cream inside. It's the shell. I've never seen the cookies and cream ones. I didn't know those were even a thing. It's the shell, guys. It's the shell. Also, Luke Maley went 0 for 9. Yeah, big surprise. Yeah, backup catcher. But, yeah, Luke Maley. Uh, Let's talk about pitchers who have been uh, pretty good for us. Who do you have your eye on, Justin, when it comes to the pitchers? I really was really impressed the way Gaviglio came in to Mm -hmm. to pitch after that Shoemaker game. Four perfect innings, five strikeouts, no base runners. Mm -hmm. That's what you can ask for a guy to come in and as your long man in the pen. If there are some issues in the rotation, maybe Gaviglio gets a shot. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Biagini had a good week again. He's had more good weeks than bad so far this year. Only pitched in two games. Our relievers weren't too active this week because we had some good starts. Yeah. Obviously, Stroman pitched eight innings of um, stellar ball. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, a bunch of the hits they had off Stroman were those weak ground balls that just found holes through the infield. Yeah. Um, the guy that looks like he had a good week but kind of struggled a bit was was Giles. He gave up a few hits. Mm-hmm. That Oakland game, he had to mop up a four-out save. Cause, he didn't uh, look comfortable. Tapera kind of almost butchered that game, that third game when he came in because he had a really rough inning. Um, and to Giles' credit, he didn't he didn't break. He bent, but he didn't break. He mm-hmm. didn't walk anybody this week, which is what he struggled with last time we talked. Um, so I'll give him props for at least battling through the through the pressure. And those they basically uh, Biagini, Gaviglio, and Stroman were the guys I really liked this week. Patrick, what uh, pitchers impressed you? We got to talk about Sam Gaviglio here some more. So far this year, guys, I know wins don't matter. He's two and zero, a one point two zero ERA. 
He's played in seven games, 15 innings pitched, 16 strikeouts. So he's getting the Ks, at least one for every inning that he's playing. His whip is 0.60. Has this guy earned the opportunity to replace Shoemaker or Thornton, who frankly should just be fired into the sun at this point? <laughs> he's pitched so poorly. Yeah. I'm what letting, do you guys think? I'm Has Sam Gaviglio earned it? Yeah, why not? He He's at least earned a couple of starts. I mean, we saw him start last year and he had a few good games. Mm-hmm. So it's like yep. he's uh, hasn't done it before, and I mean, why not? We're not gonna win eighty games this year. We're not, we might not even win seventy games this year. So Who why else not, do we have? Why not? To? Let, yeah, <laughs> like, there's like we we've yeah. talked about Sean Reed Foley how he's he's struggled mightily in AAA mm-hmm. this year, let alone in that one big big start he made. So why why throw him out there to the wolves when you can just put Gabigliel in who yeah. has done it before? Agreed. Let's, let's try it. Why not? Thomas Pannone is um, Oof, ouch. muffins. Again, like if you actually watch the games, like you look <laughs> at his stats and his stats are bad, but then you actually watch him pitch, muffins. Muff- he's missing his spots. Like Danny Jansen will Everything be lined up. belt high. Danny Jansen will be lined up outside and then just comes in inside. He'll be lined up inside, comes outside. He can't hit his spots and even worse, like if you're not hitting your spots, make sure you really miss your spots so they can't be hit. Don't miss your spots right down the middle of the plate. And Thomas Pannone is missing right down the middle of the plate. Are you guys worried about Pannone? Does he have a future with the team, do you think? Or is he going to be one of those guys who it's like, yeah, well, he was bad and we never heard from him again? He'll be okay, but I I have to ask you just a follow-up question uh, with what you just said. Uh, Clayton, from a catcher's perspective, how frustrated do you get when it comes to a guy not being able to hit the spots consistently? Because Pannone is really flirting with disaster when he's up there at the plate. It's a good Southern Rock special there, Fortin with Disaster, if you're into that. But um, what do you what do you think? It's really frustrating. Frust- it's really frustrating when like during the Oakland series, if your team is winning and your team is hitting the ball, it's not as frustrating because you can be like, okay, next inning we're gonna go and get him. Our pitcher's not hitting his spots, but our bats are hot, so we're okay. But when your bats aren't hot and you're struggling to hit the ball and your pitcher can't find his spots, you're just like, Man, like we need something to go our way. And it, it when when both sides or when both um yeah sides of the game aren't working for you you can't pitch and you can't hit it's just frustrating at least when you have one going for you you can at least be like hey we're still in this game but when your pitcher's missing your spots and your bats aren't doing great oh it's it's a really frustrating thing in general it's frustrating but as a catcher you can't do anything because you can go and give them a pep talk obviously but as a catcher you're helpless you can't you can't throw the ball you're no. not making the pitches you know yeah. so as a catcher you just kind of have to suck yeah. it up be a leader and be like okay let's just let's just get through this and hopefully we can get to a guy in the bullpen who can hit the spots but at least uh, thomas panone's at least doing better than trent thornton but that's not really saying too much Ooh. is it <laughs> like those those two guys have been our most disappointing pitchers right well especially after the way thornton had two solid starts at the beginning and mm-hmm. it's been it's been three duds in a row now yeah it's time to send it back to AAA and bring up somebody else or mm-hmm. roll with Gaviglio and bring up a reliever. I mean, we need we need guys to get healthy. Javi Guerra out got he passed through waivers and got outrated to Buffalo so yeah. he could come back up if we have to send Thornton down. <laughs> what would you guys rather we do? Would you rather see us go with a four-man rotation? Would mm-hmm. you rather see us give a young guy a chance in the pitching rotation? Or would you rather us sign someone and plug him into the rotation? And we're not getting Keiko. Before we start talking about Dallas, let's Keiko, sign Bartolo Colon. That'd be sweet. I'd be little, so little, pissed little. for that. Is he still available? Oh, I think fuck he's, yeah. Uh, is he? The big sexy is still out there. He's not gonna see. He's done. I don't he's know. So man. Old. Who cares? Last he's... year, like he he was like, 
I'd say two or three years ago he could still hold his own. But last year it was like, okay, bud, you're a little big. <laughs> like you're you're getting a little sweaty on the mound after starts, man. Like I don't know, but um, I don't know what we should do. It would be nice if we like a four man rotation. I don't think we could pull that off with the guys that we have. I don't think our rotation's strong enough to have four guys. If we had a strong four guys in our oh, rotation, baby. maybe. But I don't know. I have some breaking news, my friends. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> wanted to say that. But uh, go ahead, Justin. You have the honor. Blue Jays third base prospect Vladimir Guerrero Yay. Jr. will be called up to make his major league debut for Toronto's series opener against the A's on Friday at Rogers Center. Toronto manager Charlie Montoyo announced after Wednesday's game against Yay. San Fran. Boom, that's awesome. Gotta I get was down right. on Friday. I was way off. <laughs> way, I thought it was not going to happen for a bit, damn it. So there you go. Cool, good. That's this, awesome. This just made this episode a little bit more exciting. Yeah, how do you think he's going to do? For his first week Let's, in the majors, how do you think he's going to do? I just want to temper fans' expectations a little bit. This kid is an elite hitter. He is maybe the first prospect ever to have an 80-grade hit tool. And like potentially an 80-grade power tool. Like This kid is going to hit. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't hit right away... This guy isn't Socrates Brito. If he goes over 21, which it probably won't happen, <laughs> let's just let's calm our tits a little bit if it does happen. Mm-hmm. Let's not expect him to hit 400 in the big leagues like he almost did last year in, in double and triple A. Big leagues are a different thing. Vladdy's going to hit 300. At some point in his career, oh, his, yeah. his average is going to be 300. Oh, like, yeah. Like this dude, like when you see Mike Trout hit, Vladdy is as good of a hitter as Mike Trout is. Because Vladdy can go to all fields just like Mike Trout. He might not have the the fielding or the speed that Mike Trout has, but as a pure hitting comparison, like there's there's that's the upper echelon of MLB hitters is like guys like Aaron Otto and Trout and Christian Yelich might mm-hmm. be the best pure hitter in the league right now. Um, Vladdy is going to be in the top ten in offensive production for his career. I like, bet you. I bet you he comes out of the gates hot. I'm he's he's it. he's gonna the the problem is is that because Vladdy's been down there for so long and he knows that he's ready. I'm just worried that he's gonna be over swinging on stuff and just a little bit over anxious to get that first big fly. I'm hoping that this kid is 19, right? So let's like the the excitement, the adrenaline's gonna get to him a little bit. I think at first, and he might be a little anxious, but hopefully after the first at bat or two. All of the all of the time he spent in the, in the minors, like he has like something like fourteen hundred at bats or something stupid in the minor leagues. Like this guy's, he's a seasoned hitter at this point in terms of facing mm-hmm. velocity. It's going to be a different story for him to face a lot of different breaking balls, especially when they come up against like the guys like Sale with that wicked slider and other guys in the division. And if they ever have to play the Astros and Verlander and Cole, it's there's a different beast between facing guys like Sean Reed Foley and facing mm-hmm. guys like Justin Verlander. Yeah. But this guy's gonna hit. Let's just let's all just calm on down a little bit. Well, we're excited that he's here, but let's not expect him to build up an MVP season right yeah, away. No, he's the MVP this season. He'll hit ten home runs his first week. My expectations are through the roof. <laughs> Pitching a tent right now. What do you think his first week's gonna be like, there, Patrick? Well, previously I said I think he'll be the biggest disappointment of this season. <laughs> but given that Matt Shoemaker is already out for the year. I think it's pretty much impossible. Um, I say that by the end of the weekend, uh, actually, no, by the end of the month, so come May 1st, he'll already have his first career home run and his first career RBI, obviously. Um, But I think he'll be hitting around 240. And we'll just have to live with that. I think he's going to be hitting... 
again, my expectations are too high, but it's just because I've no one has ever seen someone hit the ball like this. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, this guy, just his swing, like, it, it looks so out of control. I've said it before on Bat Flips and Maple Dips, but it looks out of control. It looks like you're like, okay, this guy is like a, a five-year-old in T-ball just giving it all he has with no mechanics. But then you slow it down, and his mechanics are, like, brilliant. Like he's, he knows what he's doing up there. It's just faster than everyone else. His bat speed is crazy. I think for the first couple of years of his career, he is going to be, like, scary, scary good. And then he's going to get a little bit fat. He's going to go down a little bit. And then he's going to figure out how to play as a fat guy. And then he's going to come back and be, like, an MVP type of player. But I think the Vladdy, oh, I don't know. I think he's going to have a good I think he's going to have a good debut week and get everyone excited. And then he's going to go down a little bit. And then he's going to kind of be a 300, 310 kind of hitter. Yeah. That's my expectation. But I bet you he comes out of the gates hot and everyone starts buying Vladdy jerseys and getting <laughs> on the hype train and then everyone will be talking about Toronto. That's what I think. Yeah, this so. is this is cool. The Blue Jays have already made it official. They, their tweet says, it's time, hashtag let's go Blue Jays. And they have a picture that says, welcome to the show. It's about time. So it's, you know what? it's not just you know what, guys? anymore, boys. <laughs> this brings it all full circle because guess what comes out on Friday? Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Destiny is arriving all the same. We're in the end game guys, now. <laughs> what would you guys rather watch, Vladdy's first game or Avengers Endgame? The Fuck. first game. What do you mean, like, 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 like in you have person? Option, you can only watch one, Avengers Endgame, or watch Vladdy's first game. We're talking like the like the live premiere of Avengers, or being at the game, or like watching it on TV, or or does it matter? You're in the theaters watching Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Or you're watching Vladdy Junior's first game with a crispy pint. I'll be watching. The first couple innings on my phone before the movie starts. <laughs> I hate when I will people s- play that. This game. I will He's got to pick one. I will see his first at bat. I'm not compromising here, Clayton. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit right. a little bit sad that I won't be able to watch the full game, but at the same time, there's going to be thousands of Vladdy games to watch. True, but it's his first one. Yeah. I'm okay. Well, what about this? Okay, a Vladdy Junior first game where he hits three dingers. In his debut or Avengers Endgame, I'll take the dingers. You'll take the dingers. Oh fuck yeah, Patrick. Is this is this one of those things where like I can never watch Avengers Endgame? No, you or can watch it four months it's just, after. <laughs> if, I, if I have to choose between, I'm gonna up the stakes to like never before seen stakes here at BFMD. Oof. If I had to choose between catching the third or no catching the first Vladdy home run at that game. When he debuts, his first at-bat, his first pitch, if I had to choose between that and sitting next to Chris Evans on my left and Robert Downey Jr. on the right at the world premiere of Avengers Endgame, boys, I'm sorry to say that if I had to choose, I'm catching that ball. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's too much. And if you catch the ball, do you give it back? Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to give it back, right? Hell, yeah. Like, you can't just keep Vladdy's first home run ball. Uh, it, they wouldn't let you. You resist. No, you give it back, you and wouldn't. then Vladdy gives you something. Yeah, you, like, you, you get, like, you you get some auto. You probably get a game or a jersey from uh-huh. him. Maybe his bat. Like, I mean, remember when um, Shohei Otani's home run yeah. ball got caught, and he uh-huh. gave like, the fan like, his jersey and his cleats and yeah, his bat? Yeah, that's sweet. Like, that's pretty dope. Like, is, yeah. it his, is it his first game-worn jersey that I get? Perhaps. Yeah, if it's his first game. 
then there wouldn't be other game, any other game. If it's the jersey he wears in his first game, yeah, I'll give him the ball. I'll you, take you, the jersey. You would Fuck give yeah. it back anyway. When when, when Vladdy Grail asks to get the ball back, you would. If you I would yeah, cave. if I got nothing back, I'd still give it to him just because I love the guy. Fold like a cheap tent yeah. and you give it right. Hasn't back played a game no, for the Jays and I love him. He's already my favorite player of all Patrick, time, and he's yet to suit up for the Jays. You go back and forth on the Thomas Pannon hype train. I don't. Have, I, don't I think you would fold on this too. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are assholes. If, you, if, if your resolve is the same level yeah. as the as your dedication to the Thomas Pannon hype train, it's you probably pretty low. You showed your true colors today. <laughs> I'm not getting off that hype train, okay? Thomas Pannon, there's still time for him to work it out. Yeah, I think that that, that train, that train it, it's derailed right now. They got to put it back on the tracks and get it moving again. Even if broke, even if I broke both my legs jumping off that train, I'd probably still <laughs> jump off that train. They're out of coal right now, and the engine's not moving. It's a coal train. <laughs> coal it's, train. It's 1868, apparently. Why not? Like, were trains around them? I don't know. That yeah, was the were. last time Saskatchewan was relevant. Take that! Yeah, okay. Uh, we just provide potash for the entire world, and basically. food. Yeah, and food. But yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, that was not every, like our... Everybody, everybody cares about potash. Yeah, well, Come they on. should because it grows food. It grows plants. It, it is the unsung hero of the agriculture world, potash. You heard it here first. I like also, Saskatchewan's economy. Saskatch- Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's economy. You come out swinging with potash. Yeah, okay, because it's unsung. Look it up. Google potash. Lobster. Yeah. How's how's the Maritimes economy doing? Because in Saskatchewan, we like again it was an off year, but we've been killing it consistently. I will not it was take a, it was a rebuilding year. I, yeah, it was a rebuilding year. We're not going down this road. Rebuilding year for Nova we've, Scotia. We've, we've, we've announced that we've recalled potash from AAA. Yeah. And we'll, they will be in the lineup Friday night. Yeah, we're gonna send down fisheries <laughs> and we're gonna call up potash. <laughs> Oh, I'm not. I, you know what? I, I'll take it from like someone from BC or Ontario. But you know what? Maritimers, Maritimers, trash talking the, the prairies or Saskatchewan. I won't have any of that. Especially when they all come out here to work. Yeah. Enjoy our equalization payments. Have fun. Yeah. With our billions of dollars that we send you. They get the fuck out of there as soon as they have their money because nobody wants to live there. Yeah. Well, that's Fort McMurray. It's a yeah. big. Di- it's a bit different. How but... much did Nova Scotia get this year in equalization? Let's payments? look it up real quick before Nova we Scotia. Why, well, why is this necessary though? Like, this <laughs> because you brought it Patrick. up. When was the last time Saskatchewan was relevant? Well, we're paying for everything. Okay, equalization payments. Here we go. Let's see what Nova Scotia. You know I know what? Quebec got twelve million, which is a joke. We were we were uh, we were pretty relevant when Braden Holpe won the Capitals the Stanley Cup. That's very true. Oh, yeah, so a, guy from, a guy from Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan Braden Holpe. Yeah, he's from Lloyd. He's from well, Hillmond, but... technically, if you want. Well, that's to close enough. What did Nova isn't Scotia it? get? What global? Come on. Hillmond, well, Marshall is what he's actually from, but it's like five minutes away from Lloyd. Did Quebec get like twelve billion dollars? Dude, Quebec got twelve billion. I know that number. I think Nova Scotia got two point four billion. Here we go. Wow. Nova Scotia, twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, two point one million dollars in equalization. Million games. or billion? Billion. Billion. Come on. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome for the two billion dollars. <laughs> I'm upset now. Was, did that all come from the the the, ba- the big big potash? It comes from Saskatchewan and Alberta. Yeah, we, we don't. We're, we're the ones that give you out the. Comes from natural resources that natural we have. Resources that we ever have. heard of it? <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the only natural resource that Saskatchewan has provided me personally is the late great Gordy Howe, wow. and that that's all I'm going to say. Natural resource. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? To end the show off today, and by the way, thanks for listening. We're going we're gonna to wrap things up here. Uh, make sure you uh, tune in on Anchor. We're on Anchor now. Shout out to Anchor. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google uh, Podcast, TuneIn, Stitcher. Again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Give us some feedback. Give us a like. Give us a listen. Another uh, thing that Saskatchewan gave the world, uh, the Sheepdogs. They were on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Yeah, they're they are on cool. a ton of MOB video games as well. Uh, the wrap-up song is going to be New Sheepdogs. Another thing that Saskatchewan gave. You You're guys, welcome. yeah, great big C over there from Nova Scotia. One last yeah. thing, if nobody you are... listens to great big C, okay? <laughs> exactly. Nobody listens to that. That is not what people are That's, listening to that was in the Nova point. Scotia. That was the point. Um, one more thing, uh, if you are listening in the Toronto area, get your ass to the Rogers Center on Friday night and watch this kid. Fill the stats up. Let's go.